0: And welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast, where today we'll be talking about our predictions for 2020 and a trip to the Dolomites. I don't know who you are, but welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Sit back, relax, and listen about cameras, gear, settings, stories, and all things photography. Join Dermot and Darren on Ireland's Best Photography Podcast, And you're very welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast where we have an action-packed episode today and we have a very special guest joining us also the whole way from Kildare, is it? Mayo? Dublin. Dublin? I don't know what the feck it is. But (laughs) anyway, it's Bernard Geraghty. How are you, pal?
1: Happy Christmas, lads.
0: Oh yeah, it was just Christmas, wasn't it? I forgot about that. Uh, Yep. Speaking of Christmas, what you get off Santa?
1: Um what did I get off Santa? Actually, really good one. Um the mother and father got me a nice sentimental gift, something I really wasn't expecting and it's my granddad's 36 year old um gold watch.
0: Nice. Very so nice. So, it's
1: been it's actually been lying idle for the last 32 33 years. Class. Um
0: So That's I got nice. that, yeah. It was really nice. That is uh, I, I I like that idea. I like that idea. Yep. Darren Spoonley, are you with us today, pal?
2: I am, for my sins. Uh,
0: you fe- are you feeling okay?
2: Feeling marvellous. Dan? I'm all full of Christmas spirit. It's been absolutely incredible. <laughs> if you want to call Christmas spirit, mean turkey and ham, I'm full of that, like,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Do you need a hug or anything like that, no? No, not at all, no. No, can't wait okay. to go back to work. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Did Santa come to you, Darren?
2: Uh, yeah, Santa came to me, uh, came to the kids. Happy days, boy. It was a good fun, now, to be fair. And uh, I got nothing shiny. I don't know about you, but I got nothing shiny for my Christmas present from Santa. Maybe I was all yeah. shined out or something. I'm not sure. What you get on? Maybe
1: Dodd got Dad got new head shiner. I'd say. Oh yeah, I look good.
2: Well, I was actually thinking that you know that there was something coming for me in the post, but got dis- you know distracted because they were so normally going to use to your house to do the deliveries. <laughs> so, uh, I got nothing.
0: <laughs> no, no, believe it or not, I got a pair of socks and I'm sure some of you saw it on the Facebook page today or yesterday uh, and you know what? I'm actually quite happy with the socks. I think they're deadly, man. They're the nicest socks that I've ever got in my life. They're a pair of Columbia socks and they're just unreal. I really, really, really good socks. So, I'm delighted with that. So, yeah, that's what I got off Santa. And I hope all the girls and boys in the world got lovely presents and shiny things also. But not for us this year. Oh, only for our BG got something shiny.
1: Yeah, yeah. Something really nice and shiny, you know? Beautiful.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Anyway, guys, we'll uh, jack on with this episode this week. And what we want to do is want to bring our listeners back to an episode that we did at the end of 2018. And what we did on that occasion we predicted what was going to happen in 2019. And believe it or not, I've saved a few clips to for pure evidence. Did I just say pure evidence? Yes, I did. So we have pure evidence of Darren talking about what his shiny things that he bought in last year. And we have some evidence of what I said and John Myler as well. So we're going to play a few of those things right now. And what we're going to talk about first is the worst thing that I bought last year and that was a roly intervalometer and that's all I bought uh, that I didn't like. Now, what I bought, what I did love, what was it? The, oh, let me play this here for you guys. You ready? The favourite thing that I bought all year and I have to say it was my DJI Mavic Air. So it was the DJI, DJI? DJI Mavic Air and I thought it was great drone a great little piece of equipment and it's done the rounds and it's done me uh, a pretty good job overall but it is time to move on from that drone so it is up for sale at the moment and i'm going looking to get upgrade to the mavic pro 2 so from your experience of drones guys what do you think of the mavic air
2: Bernard hates drones, isn't he? He's said that often enough, so I don't even think he's qualified to even talk about it. So I move over to me. All he'll do is diss about them and say, Hiya, yeah, you go." they're up on adverts. Yeah, nobody use I don't even use my drone. And he keeps putting pictures up with drones. No. But anyhow, come to me first in here, right? I think drones are a phenomenal piece of equipment to have in your camera bag. And I think they're something that you would use more that the the fact that you have it and it opens up a whole different world for you. If you are sensible and you want to be able to get different types of photographs, you will get perspectives that you cannot get. problem that you have with drones is that mm-hmm. the quality of the images isn't going to be very, very strong, so it kind of deters you away from taking photographs, unless you go for the Phantom 4 Pro, which has a 20-megapixel uh, image, but the new Mavic Pro now has the same camera lens on that, so at least you can get a 20-megapixel image, but a 12-megapixel just doesn't cut the mustard from a photo point of view. But from a video point of view and fun, yeah, they're phenomenal.
0: mm Bernard, what
1: you well, think, buddy? Well, kind of coming in that we're talking about drones, it's kind of in a good time because at the moment I'm working on a project with Keith Malone. Um, anyone that doesn't know Keith Malone, it's Keith Malone um, film, wedding films. He basically does wedding videography. That's his job. But I kind of have him up just doing a project over the next three or four months in Ireland with me, and there's a lot of drone footage going to go into it. We went to Connemara last week and got beautiful conditions at Derry Clare Lock. And one good thing about the Mavic 2 Pro or Mavic Pro 2, whatever way you want to phrase it, is the ability to do the hyperlapse while it's flying in the air. Yeah. And actually, we we done one over Derry Clare Lock at sunrise in the morning, obviously, uh, when the lake had literally glass-like reflections. Oh. So, things like that, it's really handy. And also... If, if you might you might not know the in inverted commas the hidden waterfall in Wicklow um which is not very hidden but that's what some people call it it's a beautiful waterfall in my opinion the nicest in Ireland but Keith being obviously a filmmaker the the pilot that he is with the drone he managed to fly it into this forest really really enclosed space so the drone footage we got in there has been phenomenal absolutely phenomenal so we're off to a good flyer um, on the, on this latest project. And, you know, yes. although I don't use my own drone, it's, you know, having someone that uses it on a daily basis for work, I can totally see the advantages of it. I think, personally, I think that it's the Mavic 2 that's the game changer compared to the Air yeah. and stuff.
0: I agree. I agree. Now, like, once I moved that Mavic Air, and, like, I have the money there to get the Mavic Pro 2, it's just I want to shift the Mavic Air first before I make that purchase for the Mavic 2 Pro. And I do want it for a trip coming up, which we'll talk about in the second half. And I will more likely have it before we go. Um, so we'll move over to Darren's product of the year. And what he did not like was the Osmo Plus. And uh, yeah, he didn't really like that at all. And I don't blame him for any shape or form. But what he did like and his product the year that he bought last year was the... <laughs> yeah, I can actually, but you know, it wasn't very
2: hard for me to pick my highest or my highlight or my best product of the year because I only bought one unlike you, you know, I mean, I really don't suffer from gas, like, so I was able to control my it's shiny Your so emotions one thing. <laughs> Yeah, 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 so I got only one thing really and it was purely... Uh, I kind of saved up for it for a while, and I said, you
0: know what, yeah, I'll go for it. And it was the GoPro Hero 7. The GoPro Hero 7. Darn! talk me through your GoPro Hero 7. Are you still using it to date, or has it been chucked to the side? Has something new came on the scene?
2: Uh, yeah, well, that's an interesting one, because I still think they're a very good action camera, but... I stopped using it as often as I would have used it when I changed over to a DJI product which actually you you mentioned and we mentioned as part of that podcast and it replaced the Osmo Plus, it was the Osmo Pocket and I think the Osmo Pocket is a phenomenal piece of equipment. The GoPro is very good, yes, but I just find that the quality of the video be quite grainy. It's very, very dependent on the perfect light and if you don't have the perfect Mm. light which I generally don't because I'm either shooting in the morning or I'm shooting in the evening or I'm in a woodland or whatever it may have been. Um, It's not the greatest. But, yeah, I still use it. Um, Recently I used it, put it on my head to give a head cam kind of view. Um, And, and, you know, it was different, I suppose, really. It's kind of a very versatile piece of equipment to to have. You can put anywhere. You can get different perspectives. But, yeah, I'm not overly impressed with it as a bigger picture because the stability was crap. And I spoke actually about a very good feature. And you mentioned it there, BG, about hyperlapse. And hyperlapse is a really good thing to have. And it was on the GoPro Hero 7 Black. But again, the quality, it takes images. And the image quality is muck. So it wasn't really yeah, putting okay. something strong together. So yeah, it was kind of a, it was an uh, interesting item. What they come up with now, the Hero 8 Black or something like that, which effectively would be That's the right. same as the Hero 7 Black, just slightly one extra feature or whatever. But no, I still like it. But it's still, I don't think right now if I was to pick, which I am going to, but if I was going to pick what was the best thing in the year um, it wouldn't be that Okay,
0: interesting uh, BG, have you ever used a GoPro by any chance?
1: I have never a fan of them I just never a fan of them I, I've got them and I, you know, when they first come out you're like, oh yeah, I'll get them and I'm going to do videos and blah 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 But I, I don't find them um, what's the word I'm looking for I, I, I just don't find that they're user friendly Okay. I could be wrong, and I'm sure there's people out there saying, but, you know, blah, 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 I use it all the time, and it's amazing. I'm sure if you do use it all the time, it becomes user-friendly. But I, I have the, the Osmo Pocket now, which I don't use a lot, but when I do, I'm actually blown away by it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Really is- am, you know?
0: Yeah. No, that's very interesting, because all three of us now have an Osmo Pocket, and... I think like, at some stage all three of us had a GoPro and now only one of us have it. And I think that's going to be made redundant on you soon enough, Darren, before you know it. I and think so, It's going to be up in adverts. I know. know. It s-
2: probably won't be in adverts. I still have my Hero 3 Plus Black.
1: <laughs>
0: that's because
2: you can't sell it. <laughs> well, no, I just didn't bother selling it. I can't sell it. No, you're right. But it'll be handy. I just, That's the one that I throw into the egg timer and I can just...
0: I mean, but that's the one I left behind that time we were in Snowdonia, BG. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: All right, so, come here. We also made some predictions for last year, right? And I'm going to start off with uh, John Myler's prediction. And he had this prediction for us. Okay, let's see if he got this right by any chance.
2: My prediction for the new year, because I said this, I think, in one of our earlier podcasts. I can't remember which one we said it in, but it did say it, that you showed a big
0: interest in your underwater photography this year on top of your wedding photography and you got out more into the landscape this year than you did previous years, but you've shown a lot of progress in your underwater photography and your learning. You are getting your gear together.
2: So I predict in 2019 that you're going to take the next step in your underwater photography and you're going to bring it to a level that you probably don't see yourself at the moment.
0: So. John made a prediction that I was going to go a bit further in underwater photography and I think he was right because if we think back to back in March at the underwater photography competition, the CFT won, that I actually came out best newcomer underwater photographer of the year so I have pushed the boat on that side of things so yeah, it was a big feat for me and I was actually really, really uh, static at the fact that I won that, so John, I suppose he was right in one of his predictions, what do you think guys?
1: Yeah, 100%. Hundred percent. I've actually been kind of following from you tagging people and stuff. I've been following a few of the guys that you've obviously dove with or that you're a follower of. Some of the stuff people are pulling out underwater mm. is just crazy. And some of the I, I who was the guy recently who got some prints done? I think um, with the tanks under the water from oh, Barry Gall
0: Yeah, Barry McGill. Unreal. Unbelievable.
1: Isn't it? Unreal. And do you know how like
0: deep that is? Like it's just insane. Like. Like, that's that's deep technical diving, like...
1: Yeah, uh, it's just the fact that this stuff is off the coast of Ireland as well. Yeah, yeah. So fascinating. fascinating, like, so fascinating.
0: Yeah.
2: Darren, you wanted to come to you? Um, no i think you've done a very good job this year to be fair and i think john was spot on in what he predicted for you i do think that you probably need to get into the water more and have more dive buddies as well not ones that are going to be hung over at four o'clock in the afternoon when you're still (laughs) filled up to go diving but you know of course you have to have somebody as a buddy system to go down with but yeah i think you've done a phenomenal job on that fair play to you and john was pretty much on the button
0: yeah yeah thanks guys thanks Okay, so let's move over to one of Darren's predictions. Oh, no, no, do you want know me we to do? We'll come to one of mine now because uh, we'll leave Darren's prediction to last, or in the middle, because I've actually got three of those predictions. I came up with about four or five of them. You did. Okay, here's the first one, guys. You ready? And this might not even happen at all, but I think maybe that AI will be introduced to Lightroom, Adobe Lightroom, this year. You got so, that right. We did. We actually did get right because back in February, the introduced a zoom, a AI powered zoom and enhanced feature to Lightroom. So what basically does, is it kind of makes your picture a bit more, uh, 30% better resolution. Whether it comes out, uh, I think the kind of 30% was a bit generous. I don't think it was that good of uh, an update, but come here, it's it's got legs now. At least it can walk and it's a stepping stone in the right direction. So I think in the future that Lightroom can, build upon this and make it that much better.
2: Yeah. What's your next okay. prediction?
0: So the next one is, bear with me. All right, here we go. Uh, anyway, so I think the tr- big three camera companies are going to put their patents into patents into their, their, their design of the, the redesign of the Canon 1DX Mark II. The the Nikon D5 And the Sony A9 Correct, again The Canon 1DX Mark III Was announced and that the Spec list will be announced uh, Just after The 1st of January so looking forward to doing that so I signed up on a website today to say, to register my interest so they'll email me all the details of that camera as soon as it gets released so interesting there from the Sony side I don't know what they have released but I do know Nikon have something on the cards also
1: well Sony have the A9 II, I suppose
0: Mm-hmm. yeah so what do you think Darren yeah good Great input, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say to you? I mean,
2: you, you predicted those things; they came true. Great job, we got them right. Like, I mean, you know, actually, then to be fair, you're on the skin of your teeth though with the one D uh, X Mark III because the spec sheet's not going to be released until January. That's actually twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, you're you're yeah, yeah, yeah. you're kind of half right there. But anyway, want, God,
0: what, was the next, pint, what was the next half? What was the next prediction that you did? Right. No, we will come to one of yours now, and then we'll come back to my next one All because right. the next the last one was funny. Yep. Yeah,
1: yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Go ahead.
1: You're going to have people coming to you now, you know, looking for a bit of fortune telling done, you know, what's going to happen (laughs) to me in 2020?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's hear Darren's prediction for
2: 2020. 2019. I kind of dissed them, really, the company in the last segment that we were on, but it's a company I'm really, really fond of, which is DJI. And I think that DJI will aim to take over quite a lot of the market share in 2019.
0: I think Darren was one hundred percent, absolutely accurate and correct. DJI have absolutely stomped every other competitor in the market. They just pissed all over GoPro. They've even they made did. robots with wheels. Uh, now you're you did have a bold prediction about an underwater drone under I- the sea that. Still not there yet. They've come true, but kind of didn't. Yeah, still not there was, yet. But I
2: also said as well that they'd probably go into the mirrorless market with the Hasselblads, and they haven't done that yet. But you know what? The yeah. reality is they wouldn't be able to do that anyway in one year because the amount of R&D that's required to release the camera Correct. body in that way. So I still think that I'm on the money in regards to them doing that. But yeah, they have, man. They've, they've wiped the floor with everybody in what they've done and what they've released. Yeah. And like you said it a second ago, the three of us have the DJI pockets. And everybody that is any way, shape or form using something on a regular basis has a DJI pocket because they're everything you need, do you know?
1: Like even Keith Malone, like obviously, you know, Keith is, is a videographer full time. And I remember when he was in the Dolomites with me or something like that, or he was away with me somewhere and I had this little pocket and he hadn't seen it. And he's seen it, not that he uses it to shoot his weddings, but he said there is certain parts where if the light is like really good that it can be used. And he's just blown away by the quality, you know.
0: Yeah, no, uh, Darren. Fair play, to you, man. you really did hit the nail in the head with the with the DJI, you know. So happy days. I think he gets a boule of boss for that one. What do you think, Bernard? A
1: hundred percent. No, that was that was a very good prediction. And I know a lot was made of the new GoPro when it came out during the year, and it just does not compare to the DJI stuff. Like no. it really doesn't.
0: Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Okay. So point. Com- you did. You got a point, did you? <laughs> I did. Got that too. Yeah. Alright, on to the last prediction, guys, and then we'll come on to this year's stuff, okay? You ready? Uh, another thing, what I think Canon are going to bring out a Canon 5- 7D Mark III. So a Canon 7D Mark III I predicted on the horizon. But, yeah, I failed miserably with the 5D Mark Three, but not totally, and it didn't bring it out. I think that did Diverted so much attention and care to the mirrorless market that they kind of didn't have the time for the R&D of a 7D Mark III. But they did bring out a Canon 90D and a Canon M6 Mark II, which I did get a loan of from Canon. And I think it is a 7D Mark III in a mirrorless body in a compact camera. You know, overall, it's just shooting 14 frames a second second with an APS-C sensor. And uh, I think it was 26 megapixels. What a camera! That like, was unbelievable. To
2: be fair, the speed so. it was doing, yeah. And I think you were right, it was the 7D Mark III, but just in a different body, in a different sh- form. Because if you think, in regards to you want something that's going to be fast, there, 14 frames per second, it was just like, yeah,
0: it sounds so cool when yeah, you taking photographs it's of it. It's just sounds like a gun, you know. Oh. Yeah, I've ever used a burners camera Did or a gun. <laughs> Have you ever used one?
1: Uploading this to Instagram here.
0: Oh, Jesus, mother <laughs> of God. That special um, child.
1: <laughs> Have I used one? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have you ever used a Canon M6 Mark II? Have you ever touched a field one? No. No. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Your input is useless, so oh, in this situation, dude. we'll move you on swiftly.
1: You should go to YouTube and type in um, when Chris Kamara forgot um, that someone got sent off. Oh, and, like, that was that
0: brilliant! That yeah. <laughs> Is
1: that what he's you're watching? Like, no, but that's no, no. Like that's what I think of when you were like, "What's your input?" And I'm like, "What? What are you talking
0: about?"
1: <laughs> <clears throat> and he's like, has, "Chris, has someone got sent off?" I don't Is know, Jeff. I think
0: was substitution. he's substitution. Like,
1: Get out your fingers And count how many people Are on the pitch <laughs> I thought he just got Substituted
0: <laughs> That was brilliant actually Yeah, yeah. That was class anyway, So We'll move on So guys uh, What I want to do Is I want to Have a look at um, Some of the predictions That we'll have for 2020 And The worst thing we bought In 2019 And the best thing We bought in 2019 So Bernard I'm going to you first buddy Have you any predictions For 2020
1: Jesus um, Predictions Can you come back to me? No I
0: cannot come back to you I'm putting you on the spot or Do you want me to go I first?
1: Don't, I don't get as much time as you To research You know you're I suppose that's what you're about Is your research and stuff Whereas I kind of Tend to shy away from that But I'm sure um, Maybe an Osmo Pocket too.
0: Okay We'll write that down We'll keep yeah, it on record Maybe maybe. Yeah. I think he actually might be on something believe it or not <laughs> I can't say DJ. <laughs> I know
2: anyone anyway, that gets to me. Can I? All right. Okay. I got to think of something different. Yeah. And Bernard, yeah. so, did you have that? Bernard, what was the worst thing that you bought this year?
1: Oh, I'm quite lucky. I think I don't really have anything that bad that I bought. The, I suppose. Why is he looking around? Like, just look I'm at looking. I'm looking around to, <laughs> it, to the office to see if there's anything bad that I bought. I asked you this stuff earlier, like. <laughs> yeah but I have to see to these things like I I genuinely I'm quite happy with everything that I've purchased this year Um, I'm quite happy with kind of the abuse things have taken um, in terms of like yeah abuse because obviously the things are being used every day of the week so in terms of like what it's got I haven't invested a lot in gear this year so everything I've had I've had since the year before and it's really stood the test of time you know until a couple of weeks ago
0: until a couple of weeks ago yeah Wait, what happened?
1: I have a new uh, 1635 G-Master on the way there. Oh, nice.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah,
1: so um, it still works fine and stuff, but actually it's inside the element or something is all cracked. Um, uh. So it's it's it just had a big, big fall in Dingle a couple of weeks ago. So in terms of the amount of kind of salt water shooting I've done since I bought it new about a year and a half ago, um, and, and it has a few knocks and bangs in between that, it's really stood me stood me well so I wasn't with the fall it had in Dingle I wasn't shocked that something happened yeah, um, and there's a lot of rattles coming out of it so it's time to the new one's on the way it should be here tomorrow but also there's a new camera coming to, with BG for
0: 2020 nice okay hold on to that thought um, so what's the best thing that you bought in 2019
1: it's going to be used from the 1st of January <laughs> So I'm assuming it's gonna. <laughs> it's uh.
0: Oh my god.
1: My Sony A7R Mark IV. Okay, very good. All right. Which I've which I've had sitting in the office the past couple of months. And why
0: haven't you used it?
1: So I have a gripe with you now over the bags, oh right? We spoke about the bags a couple of weeks ago, and you told Darren. On the podcast, exclusively on the podcast, that Bernard has that bag sitting at home, but he doesn't want to get it dirty. <laughs>
2: yeah. True story.
1: Which is wrong, which is wrong, right? So I have the Whistler Mark 1, the Whistler 450 Mark 1, and I have the Mark 2. And yeah. the re- there's a couple of reasons. Number one, the Whistler Mark 1 is still flying it. So I'm like, why am I going to have a bag that's still going strong and just change it because it's a new one that Whistler Mark II came out. So it's sitting there, what's the point in destroying two when I can just really kill the first one first, you know, and then switch. But actually, I've actually invested in two more Mark ones. I's. Oh, yeah. so, so the Mark II is not going to be used at all because okay. I don't like, so when I'm traveling, I have my little low pro suitcase, my carry case, and the insert out of the Mark I can take it out of the Whistler and put it into the suitcase. And you can flatten down the camera bag and put it into your checked bag. Mm. So, it means I don't have to carry my bag all the way through the airport and stuff like that. So, take the insert out when I get to the next country and I put it into my Whistler. With the Mark II, you can't do that because there's no insert and you can't flatten down the bag in any way.
0: There you go. Mark II is all the way, boy.
1: It's pretty much the same thing with the Sony. My A7R III is really starting to die a death now. So okay. if anybody anybody sees an A seven R three on adverts in the next few weeks, don't buy it. But it won't be on anyway because it is. <laughs> yeah. It's literally got more salt in it than Macari's bloody chipper. Like. Oh um, my god! So Lovely. that literally is the same reason because uh, what's yeah, the point in taking out a new one when I have one that's still working fine? You know. So Fair new play. year, that's my best purchase. Very good, very good.
0: So we'll jump over to me. So so. One, Two of my predictions for 2020 is I think Canon are going to release the Canon 5D Mark V and it will be the last DSLR ever made by Canon.
2: Bold prediction, but I actually think it's quite right.
0: Mhm, It is a bold one. It is a bold I one, but
2: at the but same point, Canon have said when they released the USR that this is the framework they're going to use for all things going forward. So they're finishing out a legacy aspect of it. But I think potentially maybe you might be wrong because the pro inverted commas person wants to have the big camera to show that they've got girth in their ability, let's just say. (laughs) Um, and arriving yeah. with the mirrorless camera can kind of turn them off from that so i don't think it'll be the last dslr that they will ever make i think they will always have a dslr available for that person who is so inclined to have Dirty. that yeah yeah to have that um big body you know um but i think yeah, oh, yeah that
0: body. You, you, that i mean dirt? look
2: the EOS r, uh is the 5d mark IV in the mirrorless body effectively they're going to come out with the right. eos r s and potentially another one which hasn't been named, and that's the one that everybody was looking for, which was the pro version of the EOS R. Mm-hmm. So pro version EOS R is going to have all the features, effectively, that's missing in the EOS R. So it's going to have 4K, it's going to have dual card slots. So do you really need to have a 5D Mark V when the general consumer doesn't want to have that big body? But I do think, yeah, it's a bold statement, but you could be right.
0: I think it will be right. Well, definitely half it. I think they will definitely bring out a five D Mark Five. Whereas the last one, asked, I think it could be. Anyway, my other prediction for twenty twenty is that Sigma Art will release an RF mount glass in twenty twenty. I hope so.
1: Yeah, so that be it. That would be a good one. In fairness,
0: I mean, like they're setting the bar for every other camera manufacturer, and and, and we just need it for that RF. And I'm golden. I'm set. Boom! Check out adverts it's, it's, in the it, whatever
2: it, time that's released because every single lens that you have will be up on sale and you'll be reverting them to the RF mounts. Of course,
1: it's, yeah, absolutely. It is. It is hard to know though because now, listen, I haven't been keeping up to date with Sigma, but like I, I do know they've gone like Sony um, E-mount primes, but I mm. don't think the zoom lenses. So, geez, that'd be a big. A big thing to do in one year is is go RF mounts on the zooms and the primes, you know.
0: Well, I just said it will release, an a, a lens for the RF mount. I didn't yeah. say both. I didn't say both. Don't be putting words in my mouth, BG.
1: So mm, Yeah. So there are See, my two predictions. but one entire do suite Well then,
0: attitude.
1: well then, if you want to narrow it down, which lens do you think?
0: Fifty <laughs> mil. Fi <Goal>. um, <laughs> Fifty mil. Uh, a thirty-five. Anyway, it has to be thirty-five. It's one of the most popular lenses that they have. Yeah, I, definitely a I thirty-five, would agree. and probably an eighty-five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So let's move on to the worst thing that I bought in 2019, and it was the Arsenal camera assistant. So this is. Did you buy it? <laughs> I did. I bought it. Did Do you mean actually we didn't even buy know one? Yeah? It?
1: Oh my God! Yeah, what dirt? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's the artificial intelligence and it's got the capabilities to do all these certain things, take sharper photos, live view with your phone, stacking made easy, uh just a lot of crap really, you know, it's big gimmicky. Now, in the defense of the Arsenal thing, I didn't give it the 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 the, the chance it deserved simply because the rhino slider came in the middle of the testing the Arsenal and it the, <laughs> that got thrown to the <laughs> sideline when the rhino came, you know, it's way shinier than an Arsenal. Yes you know so <clears throat> in the defense of arsenal it, it just didn't make it you know and uh, i thought it was very below par on performance reasons and i have reached out to arsenal to come on the podcast on two occasions and they have uh, emailed me back once or twice and then they've just blanked us so you know i can't talk to them about anything the the the,
1: the only th- the only thing about those gimmicks is like this crack of oh, I can you know I can control my camera through my phone. Can you? And it's like, well, no, because I can control my camera through my camera. Isn't that better? He's right. He's like that's the right thing. Like something. oh, like like oh, like it's hard enough to keep a bloody well. I won't say a camera battery. I know Gavin Harcastle's has always given out about Sony batteries, but that's because he has the A seven R Mark two. But the A seven R Mark three is the best battery out there at the moment, from what I can see, and will go huh? all day and all night. And
2: best battery well, out there for general, sony's dear
1: for sony's what about the
0: lpe6 canon batteries exactly like, he wouldn't know about well the,
1: listen i can i can go through a weekend shooting on one battery easily and i've done it yeah. and i'll continue to do it but besides the point is when you're out shooting constantly and constantly you know and you might be posting up to social media like it's hard to keep a phone battery going and the camera battery and now you're just like Oh yeah, sure like I've only got 3% left on my phone, but sure listen, it's so cool to look at my ca- my camera view through my phone, you know, like it's just Yeah. I think they're pointless gimmicks like, you know? Yeah. I agree. Yep. I
2: agree. but you already have that on the Canon Connect app anyway already, so you can do all of that. And you also can do and it. And
1: on a yeah. And yeah,
2: and, yeah, and you like, also with uh, the uh, Hanel Capture Pro. Um, that yeah, gives you all the flexibilities in bro. regards to that as well. So I never knew you got one. I'm surprised that you actually got one, and the fact that I never heard yeah. about it tells me exactly how bad it is. Because normally I hear about it because I hear the postman's coming at half eleven.
0: Postman's <laughs> coming at half.
1: Aaron,
2: it's quarter past eight in the morning. The postman's coming at half eleven. All right, dear man, <laughs> The postman's
1: probably still probably still coming, all right, but it's when dearman's not there.
0: <laughs> uh, thanks, PG. <man>. Anyway, the best thing that I bought in 2019 was my two Canon ESRs. It has totally transformed me as a photographer and way more of a videographer and a filmmaker for my YouTube channel. And I think it's really pushed the boat in me for performance reasons. And I just love the tactile feel of these cameras. And yeah, I just think they're they're absolutely fantastic. I love those cameras.
2: Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. They're a phenomenal piece of kit and I think you know, I joke and I take the piss out of you often enough about having two of them, but I can see why you would have the two of them and even just it has leveled you up, Leo. You know? I mean it, it really has. It's, it's it's level up on photography and level up on video and just in the creativity point of view as well. Now I know B G, you know, had Canon in the past and he can admire Canon for what they can do, but we've already said it when he when you recorded in Foton about having the one-to-one crop that you can actually see what your image would actually be. That yeah. Straight away you go, and there you go, why, why haven't I, the others got that?
1: Well, I would, like, I've always said it, if I was to leave Sony, I would go back to Canon. I didn't leave Canon because I thought they were crap. Like, I just, you know, I just went Sony and at the time when Sony were really taking off at the A7R Mark II, I went to Sony because I didn't know, I really didn't know why. It was just people were talking about it and I was completely uneducated. You know, I just went with the crowd and it's just so happened that obviously, you know, got used to it, educated myself on what they had. And, you know, but but what you're saying about having two cameras, like it's, until you have two camera bodies, you don't realize how much, how important it can be in certain scenes, especially if you like to do time-lapse or video and photography. Do you know, it's so important, like, and it makes your life so much easier.
0: Yeah, yeah. so yeah, that's my best point for uh, my best buy in 2019 was my Canon CR, like I said, for my filmmaking on that. Oh, and thinking about it, today I hit 500 subscribers on YouTube within my first year, so I'm absolutely delighted. I'm actually really, really stoked because my goal from the start of the year was only 100, so smashed the shite out of that, didn't we? Boom! down let's go to you, buddy. What are your predictions for
2: 2020? I'll try and keep mine kind of quick and easy because you guys rambled on for so long. We're actually nearly 45 minutes yeah, into the podcast did. here and I think people will be asleep by now. Hopefully, if you're still awake, you want to hear what I've got to say about the topics. But um, I'll make it easy and it's simple and I kind of want to go a slightly different way about it. So I won't tell you about my prediction until the end. And I'll start with the worst and we'll do a bit of a build-up, okay? So the worst... Okay. And it wasn't even a purchase or a piece of equipment. For me, the worst non-purchase in 2019, was not clicking buy on those tickets to go to La And that was absolutely a kick in the backside. (laughs) And I wish that I had done it because I I should have been there, uh, as you both know. And I decided to put other work commitments, I suppose, really in play uh, before it. And it turns out I could have actually gone in the end. But, yeah, it's... uh, Something I really, really missed out on. And as Bernard shows me a picture there of the aurora that you got. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the worst for me. I've already said that before, and I think you know I'll stand by it again. You had phenomenal conditions, and even on those conditions, the advantage of having your two camera bodies was very, very clear. Though I wouldn't have been able to get the same quality of uh, time lapses that you got because I didn't have the ability to be able to do those time lapses with the camera equipment that I would have had. But at the same point, yeah, I'm gutted I never pressed buy on the, uh, the tickets.
1: <laughs> and uh, and if you were to be presented with another opportunity, would you click buy then?
2: Well, here's the thing, because actually you know, the best opportunity, that not the best option, but the best thing about 2019 is when I actually did press buy no on tickets for a trip that's going to happen in January, which you two messers... Uh, so we're all going to be heading off to the Dolomites. It's not the Dolomites, Dermud. I don't know where you get I that name from. It's called the Dolomites. Dolomites. Sorry. Okay. That's for uh, lads on the
1: Dole. Uh, yeah, the
2: Dolomites, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, dole, okay, I might. Yeah. I might get off it. I might stay on it. Who knows? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that's going to be a phenomenal trip, and i am really looking forward to that. So that was the best thing that I've done, and we'll talk more, of that, more about that, I imagine, in part two. But the best thing I've done this year was press the Buy Now button, and I'm really excited to head to the Dolomites in January.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Delighted. Delighted. And that ties in nicely, so, then I suppose,
2: to the final thing is my predictions. So you two guys are talking about gear and shiny things. I want to bring it more close to home. So I think that 2020 is going to be the best year we've had yet on the podcast. Already it's shaping up to be a phenomenal year in what we've got planned and even the different events that we're going to and the guests that we're going to get on. So I think that 2020 will be... The best year yet i mean look okay we're getting bigger each week so it's kind of a safe prediction really but at the same point i think it's going to be great and i can't wait to experience all the things that are going to be coming down the line for the uh the podcast in
0: 2020 good idea buddy uh i hope it comes to fruition simply because i'm your co-host and a team member so yeah fingers crossed for that one
2: yeah we make it happen man we make it happen sure as you see already the things that are lining up i think it's going to be good but, yeah you know yeah. we can um touch about more i suppose really in regards to the next part of the pod this thing yeah.
0: all right so well we'll hold that thought so darren and uh, let's hit the uh, let's hit a sponsor for a break yeah and we'll be right back
2: do you want to take your photography up a level do you want to hit that shutter from 100 feet away or perhaps you'd like to take your images remotely with a built-in motion light and sound sensor you can capture unique shots and incredible time lapses. The Capture Pro from Hanel has got all that covered and more. Visit Hanel.ie.
0: And you're very welcome back to the Irish Traffic Podcast, where we had a bit of a mouthful of a, a, a first part of the episode, and we were ramble on for a good part of 35 minutes. But it was great, great topics there and great things to talk about. So on to topic two we are going to talk about a trip that we have planned to go to the Dolomites with BG Landscape Tours, so myself and Darren are going to embark on a trip, leaving Dublin and we are going to go to are we landing in Milan? Milan, and Milan. Heading yep. Up no. north?
1: yep, off to Milan um, and uh, yeah we'll get touched down, get the car and straight to the Dolomites
0: so tell me more about the car are we getting a big car, small car or what are we getting?
1: We're getting a nice nine-seater, so we're going to be joined. Um, we're going to be joined by a few other people um, in, in, in the group because obviously it's a tour. One will be, you know, people will be very they'll recognise the name um, who's coming, Milo Van Beck. So <laughs> I can't wait to meet this
0: character yeah.
1: S- s- oh it's, darn! It's, it's, you
0: will never look at this guy the same ever again. <laughs> <But> he might
1: <laughs> might might never see him again.
0: Oh yeah, you reckon? <laughs>
1: oh jesus oh, what a so character funny. like what a character so it's going to be good um and we got a good a good group of people going too. it's going to be a very very relaxed trip you know very very relaxed so i'm, ex- I'm very excited um and can't wait to bring you. This.
0: excellent excellent darren what are your thoughts what's your thought process what are your predict not predictions but your hopes for this trip
2: okay number one that i go that's the first one, anyway. <laughs> uh, but I am going to it, so I'm not going to change out, I'm not going to miss out on this one. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing quite a lot, to be honest with you, because we're going to be going in January, so it's going to be cold. There's going to be snow. We're going to be in the mountains. I think we're going to get to see some beautiful scenery. I followed on the journey of BG and when um, uh, Ruben was with you as well recently, and that was a phenomenal uh, trip. But obviously seeing it covered in snow. I, the only thing I'd be fearful of really is I don't have much experience in snow. So I know that you first time really in the snow when you went to the Foughton, dad, um, to that level. But I think it will be really interesting. And there's a number of areas. You know, I'd love to go with whatever it's called, Instagram Lake or whatever the name of the lake is. Um, what's that going to look like in the snow? Is it going to be frozen? Who knows? Do you know?
1: It'll be, it'll be completely frozen. I know someone that was there last week and they were actually walking on it. Wow! Oh, so sugar. like that—that that definitely won't be like, won't be top of the list, and it never is on any trip. To be honest, um, there's just so much better places. Like it is unbelievable. Like it really is unbelievable. I would imagine we will make the trip there. It won't be top of the list. We do have other places which are kind of high on the on the list um, that we, we we should hope to get to. A couple of cable cars involved and stuff like that. Um, but just I suppose the main thing we will just hope better plays ball. And we'll 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 get some nice surprises. Excellent.
0: I'm really looking forward to it, uh, especially because I think <coughs> you posted some pictures like cowboys or something there before, Bernard. Did you? Or was that might uh, been mistaken?
1: Uh, no, that was a guy there at Trahma. Now, can't imagine he'll be there in the depths of January with the snow, because that was like on a hiking trail um, with okay. with the horse, you know. Um, so I can't imagine he's going to be there. It is going to be completely different. Anything you've seen on the trips that have been in October completely forget about anything that you've seen in them because this is going to be totally different in terms of light, uh, the scenery. Like, it's just got to be completely transformed and I won't even recognise it, you know?
0: Excellent, excellent. So I actually watched a video two nights ago, three nights ago, about uh, some dude, uh, some middle Eastern European guy. He was uh, a hiker, you know? So he was up in the, the mountains, up in... up in the Dolomites? Dolomites? Dolomites. Dolomites, yeah. Dolomites. And, man, his drone footage was off the charts. I mean, it was insane. He had a Mavic 2 Pro, and that's what got me tickling the fancy to kind of make the push to go get the Mavic 2 Pro simply because of this guy's footage of the Dolomites. And, I mean, like, it was just insane some of the places that he has recorded on this drone. Is there some iconic place that you want to bring us to Bernard
1: yeah um, we have so Tre, Tre May and the snow will be a different level you know um, especially if we get the light that we're after the thing is with the Dolomites whether you get the light or not you're still going to get epic shots but if we can get the light at Tre May with a lovely sunrise or sunset glow on the mountains it'll be absolutely stunning and also um, Sucheda which we'll need to get the cable car up there which it's, it's part of a ski resort but Soceda is just absolutely off the charts, like off the charts.
0: Okay, and tell me more about the temperature there. How is it going? How cold is going to be? Is it going to be like Norway?
1: Yeah, it could, it's going to be like Norway. Obviously, you're going to be, you know, you're we're not at sea level like we are in Norway, but it's we're, we could be up to like Sucheda is two and a half thousand meters up. Again, the 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 thing about it is it's going to be pretty cold and the minuses and stuff like that. But it, again, it's a dry cold. You know yeah. so it's, it's it's completely different to what we're used to in ireland um you could possibly say less cold than ireland um even though it's temperature wise it is colder um and you they don't they can obviously get fierce wind you know you can get wind anywhere yeah. but in general like you know a lot of what you've seen the Dolomites, there's not much wind around um so hopefully we'd we'll be lucky and not have any wind to give you you know good time and good opportunities to fly your drones and capture beautiful videos and hyperlapses and stuff like that yeah. you know
0: Darren, tell me this. Have you you, any equipment uh, uh, got already for this trip? Like, have you got hiking boots? Have you got jackets? And, you know, have you built up some stuff for a cold trip away?
2: Six pairs of long johns.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All at
1: once. John John Longs. All at once.
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) I generally have, I suppose, got gear that's weather resistant, let's just say. I don't have that big Norwegian jacket that you had when you went to Lofoten but I don't really think that I'll need to have something as warm as that because with layering you know I should be warm enough to be able to survive it but I'm um, you know I'm really looking forward to making sure that we can get to the areas safely of course we will do them with PG and for going on cable cars grand job because I don't particularly want to be hiking up a slippery mountain in the snow without what are they called, crampons, crampons or something onto shoes you, d-
1: you, you wouldn't even be hiking this place in like the driest like weather, oh my god I did it before and I literally just wanted to die after it it was that bad like <laughs>
2: I'd want to die at the idea of it so just so you know, like if you say we're going a yeah. hike today it's only 500 metres right, i see you when you get back
1: <laughs> yeah, no, jeez no, definitely hike, not or.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh BG, tell me more about the times of sunrise and sunset. Is it like uh like up in the Arctic Circle where you haven't got much daylight or is it a bit more generous uh since it's a bit more south than Norway?
1: Yeah, no you're 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 looking at a bit more generous. Um I just kind of looking now to give you a proper idea. Obviously I can't memorize it all, but yeah. Like at the moment you're looking at sunrise, we'll say Thursday the 16th, which we're arriving on the 15th. But Thursday the 15th, or the 16th, we're looking at, you know, 7.50 sunrise. So you could be looking at a 5 a.m., 5.30 start in general, which isn't too bad. And then you're looking at a 5 p.m. sunset. So we'll, we'll probably make sure that we're stocked up a day in advance with food and stuff. And we'll make the yes. real best of it and stay out kind of, you know, throughout the day, you know, sunrise to sunset. Maybe with a quick, quick stop in between, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, y- Let's go back to the cable cars, and it kind of got me thinking about skiing. Is there an opportunity to go skiing uh, up there, or would we, or can you?
1: Nope. I uh, will there be no skiing whatsoever because it is a photography trip, not skiing trip?
0: Okay, fair enough. Anyway. Uh, see, Darren could have brought his GoPro you see, and uh, gone skiing, but you never know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, we don't want them. Uh, we don't want them coming back in a box. If, if, no, if, he, no, if, if he can't manage the walking, well, then he won't manage the skiing. <laughs> I'll have you know I've gone down
2: red slopes and black slopes. I'm perfectly capable of skiing. So well, if, if they're all down white down the slopes hill.
1: here with the snow. So.
2: Yeah, it's going going <laughs> down the hill is easy. No problem. It's going up the hill without a cable cart or a cable whatever tow. That's the hardest part. <laughs> yeah,
1: no. I mean. No, like, listen, we're like, this is photography. Like, you know, you get some people sometimes asking you, you know, uh, you know, when we're on the trip, you know, I would say, you know, we should concentrate on this or do this, and it's like, listen. Put it this way: if we're going for ski, if we're going to go for skiing, and you're going for skiing lessons, say, you're not going to say, yeah. "Oh, can we fit photography in as well?" You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. personally, I me, I have no interest in skiing whatsoever. Um, if no, someone wanted to ski, do skiing themselves, can the they can ski? go on, but they'd have to find their own way. You know?
2: Can we go to the Appreski? Can we go to the Apreski? No. Can we go to the Appreski? No. no. What do you mean I can't go to the Apariski? I can't have a beer after a long day on the, on the slopes.
0: Darren, you can do whatever you of want. Of course though. I can. Okay, go to really. the Apariski
2: on my own when <laughs> you're all going off there. No.
1: going. No. Yeah. going to hike a mountain, is it? <coughs> no, um, to, be fa- to be fair, the town that we're staying in, Cortina, is amazing. Um, like, there's plenty there, Ford. beautiful restaurants, lovely beer, lovely wine, whatever you're into really. But the pizzas are just unreal.
0: So, BG, talking about... Cartina, where we're staying, the accommodation. What is that going to be like? Is this uh, like a hut from Norway? Is it a and B or, or or what's the crack? Are we staying in tents? What's what's uh, going on here? No, we're
1: in hut. Ho- we're in a hotel. Um, so we have breakfast included, but whether we use that to maximise it, I don't know. Um, I, I really don't. Think. The good thing about it Is if we kind of stick local enough for sunrise, we m- we'll get time to go back, you know, and get something really quick. And the good thing is, it's all. So what you can actually do is, you can get your ham and cheese roll with your with your cake or your orange juice or whatever you want. And actually, you could actually, you know, grab another few bits of bread and ham and cheese and stuff and wrap them up and bring them out for later that day as well, you know. Oh, just like um, back at home,
2: by wrap up the Sangers there for the afternoon, sure lads. You never know when you might need them later.
1: Hey, I'm bringing the father-in-law tomorrow to, uh, to the match, Leinster and Munster. Oh, very good. Oh, brilliant. Very good. So, I I managed to get tickets today, and um, the first thing he said was, Oh, Jez, I have the sandwiches all done now and ready to there go. You go, <laughs> <boy>. <laughs>
0: Brilliant, fair play. Tim. Uh, <clears throat> BG, tell me more about the distance of locations from the hotel. So, do the way, like uh, you say, Iceland, there's things are very far apart, you spend a lot on fuel. Norway was nice and close to everything. Uh, what's Italy like? Are we going to be traveling for two hours or half an hour, 20 minutes?
1: Yeah, no, we, we'll have kind of sunrise locations, anything from half an hour to an hour and a half away. But then kind of throughout the day, you'll have half an hour where you go to another spot and then another spot and another spot. And then after sunset, you might have your two hour drive back to the hotel then. Um, the thing is, like, I tend to stay in the one spot all the time. It's a little bit more driving um, than than, than other people have done in, in general but the thing is I know people who stay in two or three different places and to me staying in a place for one night and then a place for two nights another place for two nights just this crack of packing up again is just not worth the hassle
0: it's not you. worth
1: it. And, and it seems like a great idea at the time and I know people that have done it and they're like oh never again to me it's nice to base yourself in one place and for the sake of an extra couple of hours driving over the week like to to not have to move your gear every couple of nights is just beautiful, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: I like the idea of (coughs) that. Darren, what cameras are you going to bring with you, buddy? Cameras? Yeah, sure. Don't you have like Insta360s, GoPros, Osmo Pockets, Canon 60s? I mean, you have a plethora of, them. of cameras. I want to bring a all, babe.
2: Bring them all.
0: Um, I'll be bringing the uh, yeah. 60, obviously,
2: for my main photos. I'll be bringing the G7X Mark II for my video. I'll be bringing the Osmo Pocket for um, stabilized footage. I'll be bringing the GoPro probably as a head cam and I'll bring the 360 to try and do something different. Because there's, no, there's no weight in the 360. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, but I'll bring that to try and do something different as well. And it's interesting because I was watched the first episode of Thomas's, um trip to Nepal, and he used the 360 on it. And I was like, okay, right, yeah, I can see a use for it. Because, you know, it was funny because Bernard's making gestures here, which I was actually going to. I didn't need the prompt in it. But when he was <laughs> oh, talking was in, in advance um, of bringing the gear... And what he'd need, and he got the uh, I got the three sixty. He sent footage off to the lads and Gavin Hardcastle. Pure Gavin Hardcastle came back and said, "Yeah, it looks like you're giving out people free wanks, mate." <laughs> 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 oh, I was
0: need it. to watch this. I oh, was brilliant I, I, just, oh,
1: have you, oh my god, oh, you gotta watch it. It's it's
0: it's send me it's, it's, it's funny
1: because that. it's Thomas Heaton. Like he wouldn't be obviously known for this kind of these words Jokes. or language, but it was. Hilarious, yeah. like I could, it's just brilliant. Like it was, in excellent. fairness, yeah, excellent. So
2: I'll bring that, um, and that's that. I think that's it from a camera point of view. And then lenses, I'm not going to go like you bring in the kitchen sink. Oh, I have one other camera I bring, which would be on the drone. Um, so I'll bring the drone yes. as well, but I'll probably just bring my 1635 f4, um, that's m- never really comes off the camera unless it's been changed out to the 70 to 200. Um, so I think yeah. that's going to give a good breadth but I might bring the Sigma 24 to 105 just in case to need it for that small gap in the focal distance that I require. But I've never really needed it
0: in the past, so I don't think I'm going to need it uh, there. Okay, cool, cool. And do you plan to do much vlogging over there, or are you kind of just going to concentrate on photography?
2: Uh, No, I'll do a lot of vlogging, I think, when I'm over there, because I want to kind of just film the whole adventure right from the start, and I kind of want to give something different to go. I won't say what I'm going to do just yet, but I want to give something different to go when we're over there, because... I've just noticed from my own filmmaking point of view that I've kind of gotten more into the filmmaking and the creativity that I can find with that. I know you guys discussed it, actually, when you were away in the photo Does it affect in regards to photography? And it's something I actually even commented on myself when I did my What I've Learned in 2019 video. Um, you know, Does it affect my photography? I think, in a way, the fact that I'm blogging forces me to take more photos, And, you know, naturally, as a result of that, I should get better at taking photos rather than being selective and not being able to take photos. And that's not about going on a trip. So when I'm going on the trip from now, I think it will be interesting because it will be an action packed few days. And I kind of look forward to documenting that on film as well as getting some incredible photos.
0: That's brilliant. I really look forward to watching those vlogs because, Darren, you've had a roller coaster of a year for your YouTube channel. And you've, like we said, we've mentioned in a previous podcast that you've recently jumped up to the uh, monetization uh, kind of side of things. So that's flying in for you, and your subscribers are coming flying in. So, yeah, and thank you very much for that shout out, buddy. Uh, that's going to help me push up to that 500 subscriber mark. But I think something that we should do, all three of us, when we get there is, like, we did a podcast from Norway, and I think we should do something similar again when we go to the Dolomites, where the three of us can sit down and have a conversation. I'm terrified of leaving Milo onto the podcast, because I really don't know what he's going to say
1: on I, the podcast. I, I, I'll take out one of his batteries. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. That, so we'll, yeah. we'll just have him working on half power. <laughs> <laughs> he has
0: no filter whatsoever you know, no, the, the no thing I, ab- I joke I the joke when I say the,
1: the thing about out. Milo is right is that Milo is Milo and, and people from the podcast that have listened to every podcast and have heard Milo mentioned can get an idea of the, the type of person he is but I met a guy that he worked with one day and got kind of got talking and Milo came up in conversation and I was kind of like you know some crack isn't he some character some messer all this kind of stuff and your mom was like what are we talking about the same Milo do you know really? what I mean and it's a kind of a testament to him because he works like his work is quite you know he it's quite intense Like, and, and, and he does a lot of exams and stuff for his work and I, I've seen kind of from knowing in the past few years the stress he goes through when he's studying for his ga- exams and work he's in a, like insurance and stuff so he's going doing all these exams to be able to go into this line of work and this line of work and he puts big effort in and I can see the two different personalities. Like he has his like out of work yes. character and then he has his like work character, which is like a, you know, yep. real hardcore like.
0: Fair play to him. <clears throat> he's a true gent I will I will give him that yeah, much. He's, yeah. he's such a nice guy, you know, and, and I'm thoroughly delighted that he's coming on this trip with us to the Dolomites. So yeah. Happy days. So guys, I think that's a wrap for today and I just want to have a quick reminder about the Photographer of the Year competition, the IPP Photographer of the Year. Please do get your submissions in the closing date is the 1st of January and uh, I don't know what the time is, but I'm guessing 12 o'clock at night. Midnight. So please do get them into us so you can be entered in in the competition. So myself, Bernard and Darren will be judging the competition and think darren is in talks with another special judge coming on so yeah happy days so bernard i think you'd one last thing you wanted to add there buddy did you
1: yeah um just basically say you know we're coming to the end of the year so it's just to say thanks very much for the support you've given me over the past year um i know it swings and roundabouts we were kind of good buddies and stuff before the podcast started but you know it's great to to get mentioned every now and again and you know it's, it's great to kind of hear people talking about you and you know, it's, it's, it's a nice feeling and, you know, the support is appreciated, you know, and I'm sure anyone that you've mentioned or gave shout outs to or, or have got to sponsor the podcast or whatever, you know, feels the same.
0: Brilliant Thank you so much Bernard It's bringing a tear to my eye now But I just want to give you A big hug man You know But no I really do appreciate that Stay where you (laughs) are Okay I'll stay here In Limerick He's
1: coming for you In the Dolomites He'll be giving you That I know where you live now As
0: well by the way Come over here Well
1: I'm going to I'm going to be in Limerick tomorrow So I was actually going to Give you a little uh, A little shout there I know by the time This podcast comes out I will have been to Limerick And back And I'll be in Scotland But yeah That's for That's for after the podcast
0: Yeah Yeah
2: Anyway, Darren, any last thoughts, buddy? Uh, Just final thoughts, I suppose, really in similar to what Bernard has said there, but to to our listeners, you know, like this year has been phenomenally good for us. I think it's been great to kind of grow the podcast, the people that we've had on, the guests, every single one of you, thanks a million. Bernard, you're a guest, thanks a million to you as well, because you brought, you know, great different insights, I suppose, to the podcast and kind of gave it a good mix throughout the year. And I think I've really enjoyed the diversity of what we've done in 2019 with the amount of people but moreover, the laughs, and you know, I think that's the best glue to hold a lot of things together, is the the, the jokes that we share, the, you know, the banter that's there back and forth, and even just you know the the hashtags, mm. like you know, when you kind of get people mentioning stuff to you throughout the year, like I, Mally in fairness, Mally Davis is brilliant, you know he keeps mentioning me now as City, City. Mally keeps mentioning me as Darren Jedi Spoonly and that's all he ever refers to me at and we see it there when things come true on the Facebook group and people want to join you know, name presenter and you just get Jedi, you're like all right, okay, fair enough it's fun, you know what I mean, so I think that's an interesting thing um, that I've really enjoyed from 2019 and I'm really excited like I said, my production for 2020 is that it's going to be phenomenal and i think it is going to be a phenomenal year um so thanks to you as well for you know keeping going being busy every single week like you and i are and all we you kind of hit the nail on the head a couple of weeks back there and people actually think that this is our full-time gig it's not we do it because we've passion for it and we love it and you know it's fun and let's make sure that we keep having it fun so yeah it's a, a great year
0: Brilliant, brilliant thanks Darren, yeah, it's a, it's an emotional podcast for us in now, guys. No, I, I, I feel the sa- exact same way as the 2V. I, I love doing this for the love of photography. I love when I get to meet some of the listeners and they say, hey, Dermot, how's it going? How's your I'm, gas? I listen to the podcast all the time. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's so humbling, like, you know, that the fact that people are tuning in every week, it's just absolutely fantastic. I love it. Great. I love it. I love it. And God only knows what has uh, what's in store for us for 2020. I can see us kind of breaking all sorts of records. So really, really looking forward to it. So on that note, guys, if you have any, uh, you want to join the team on Facebook, please do join it. All you have to do is mention a name and a host of the podcast. That's Dermot or Darren. Will you even accept Bernard or whoever, uh, even a special guest that has been on recently. Uh, please do join the Facebook group because that's where you can kind of really get in depth with uh, with advice and tutorials and stuff like that and promotional things and so on and so forth. And also on the Insta- Instagram page, Darren does a great job of uh, managing that. Uh, so he will share people's photographs and so on and so forth. So do join the Irish Photography Podcast on Instagram or on Facebook. And BG wants to come in one more time. This is your last word, nobody. One, come on. Make it one good. One last
1: time. I just want to just kind of a a really good client of mine who's been an inspiration to me with the amount that he's got out shooting but i think his work warrants a little bit more so i'm just gonna give his little instagram a plug um which is for keith arkins and it's k underscore arkins a r k i n s underscore photography um his his work this year has been phenomenal and getting kind of feedback from him and and seeing his images progress over the years just been amazing so i just think i know you know it wasn't obviously planned but just to give him a nice little instagram shout out there to you know i think his follower account deserves a little bit more and his work has really come on and i'm looking forward to see what he has to produce in 2020 Mm -hmm. as well
0: brilliant brilliant okay bernard where can people find you on the social medias
1: instagram bg landscape tours Facebook, Bernard Gertie Landscape Tours, um, Twitter, BG Tours, and my website, www.bglandscapetours.ie.
0: Perfect. And Darren, where can we find you? Darren J. Spoonley. Excellent. All over the gaff. And you can find me, Damien Donovan, on YouTube and Dodd Photography on Instagram and Facebook. Guys, thank you very much for coming on the Irish Photography Podcast and thank you very much to all our listeners for listening to us for the whole of 2019 and we really look forward to the year ahead of us in 2020. Thank you very much, guys. Have a good night. Ayo. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. If you dig what you're hearing, why don't you jump over to iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts? Give us a 5 star rating and don't forget to share with your friends. With all that done, we'll see you next week. And remember, keep shooting.